0: Don and, and Pam a story got our attention about a big blue bear that the government in Belgium has made available to people what's it all about
1: in 2005 there were two uh, individuals not related to each other who lost their their uh, children i think they were sons due to suicide and they started a nonprofit organization that was in 2005 and the government picked that up uh, a couple of years ago and actually started the blue bear is called is called warm william or warm Willem uh and basically it was just they realized that the people here don't talk to each other very much and it was and so the bear was put out there as a way that they could actually talk they could actually sit down and have a conversation with and in theory there is a qr code there that they could uh sign on and talk to someone but that's that that doesn't always work. There's a lot of times there's no one there to talk to. But uh, Pam, and would you the like initiative
2: to this year has actually the government has actually furthered the initiative a little bit and um, been introducing it into the school systems to try to help um, encourage people to talk to each other and be a warm William. And so the blue bear has become the mascot for that.
0: Is there more than one warm William, or is this the only one that's in place on that bench?
2: It started off in three different cities, and it was just like a couple of statues, uh, plastic bears um, that were in different those three different cities. It has grown, and so now you'll see them in more cities throughout Flanders.
1: And also, they actually decided to put them in eighty schools. So they're actually in a couple; they're in some different schools around, especially those dealing with uh, what we would call middle school and high school. And even some that are even adults in well. universities as well. Do people actually sit down and, and talk to it? I don't have enough experience with it to see that people do that. Uh, in fact, we were talking to one of the members in our uh, our Bible study who has one at his campus, and he didn't even know what it was until we told him what it was. And he said, well, I'm not going to sit down and talk to a big plastic bear. But that was... but. So uh,
2: we, we have not seen it being pushed, and, um, but we have not technically seen anyone sitting down, no.
0: All right. So at the same time, you both are missionaries in the same city in Belgium where the bear that we saw is, uh, that we saw online. And of course, rather than a blue bear, you folks share coffee from a portable cart. Tell us what you're doing with that and, and why you do it.
1: Basically, we uh, our church, which we're members of uh, Kirby Woods Baptist Church in Memphis, Tennessee, and they actually because of the coronavirus, they were not able to come over here. So they sent money, and with it, uh, well, we we told them what we wanted it for, and actually bought the coffee cart, and it's a it's a coffee co- bike. It's, it's actually a an electric bicycle with a with a square uh, box? box on the front. <laughs> Where we basically have a power supply that we charge up, it's battery operated. And to that we have hooked a grind, we have a grinder and a, and a cappuccino machine hooked to that. And that way it gives us the freedom to, and we got permission from the government, give, gives us freedom to go to to different places where you would normally not allow a anything that had a, a generator that had gasoline or whatever. So that's that's what we have. And
2: It allows us to go to various parks throughout the city and other places that um, where people may be so that we can um, offer conversations with them. And so that is our that's the, the biggest challenge we have in Belgium is is meeting people and starting conversation due to the private nature of the people.
1: And it's not that they just don't talk to us. They don't even talk to each other. Uh, it's just they very much respect other people's privacy to the point that they don't speak to others and uh, and they don't speak to to us. Now, what we did is by the coffee cart, what we normally do, we try a variety of different things. But we we finally uh, started saying that, uh, you know, we're believers in God and we believe that we should love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind and soul and also love our neighbor as ourselves. And by doing this, this was our way of of showing love to the community. That way they were not looking for the hook. We went ahead and told them why we were there. And so, and some responded like, okay, good. And some respond like, well, all right. But you know, either way they take the coffee and we have the
0: conversation. And we've been able
2: to have conversations with people that we normally wouldn't be able to.
0: So coffee is kind of a universal language, huh? That it is. Um,
1: <laughs> it, it's very much is over here. And, uh, and a lot of people don't meet in people's homes. They will meet in coffee shops. So to have coffee out on the street and to have it free is something that uh, that it is unusual well. It resonates well. And, of course, if you're giving away, the first question is, why are you doing this? And that's why we answer as we do.
0: So is it difficult to get people who are around your cart sharing the coffee to, to open up a little bit? Can, is, are you successful in getting them to talk some?
1: In the very beginning, I actually thought that they might just take their coffee and walk away, but they actually stand there and they want to talk. Because they don't talk a lot to each other or to anyone else, they do enjoy the opportunity to to talk. So a lot of times we just hear them talk and then we speak to them. We speak to them about the, the hope that's within us. And so that helps to sort of break the, to start actually the meet people to start the conversation.
0: Now, do you speak Flemish or do you communicate in English? How does that work? We we did go through language training over
1: here, so we do speak sometimes in Flemish and sometimes we speak in English. It uh, just sort of depends on what the 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 person is, how they you know how what they're talking about and how we approach them, and different, also
2: different areas of the city. So if we're more in the university area, sometimes they they'll have a lot of exchange uh, not exchange students, but International students, so that we're, we're communicating English with them. But if they're more in a park where there's more elderly people, then we're probably speaking in Flemish.
0: What sort of issues or difficulties do people seem to be experiencing when they talk to you or when you make observations? The main thing I see
1: in people is that they just don't have any hope. They don't have any hope for the future. They don't really have any hope for what's going on today. They 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 measure themselves according to the world standards of success and health, and that's I I guess that's probably the primary thing we find is that they just don't seem to have any hope.
0: When it comes to uh, offering answers to people, uh, are you able to turn the conversation to Jesus now and then? We are, and some will some will
1: respond to it, some will not, some will uh, will change the subject, some will want to talk more. Belgium was primarily a Catholic country. So, they, so for them to reject the, to re, since they've rejected the church, they basically rejected the only expression of God that they knew. And so it's to, and a lot of them have never actually met a believer before. So that to them is, is very, uh, very different.
2: We find it, especially with the uh, more university age, they're open to speaking about spiritual things um not just about Jesus but about all religions um so we try to engage them where they're at and then move them one step closer to to Jesus so you know we used to say that you had to meet somebody in like in the states it was at a certain level and then you would talk to them a few times and then you could talk to, well we're starting at negative numbers where they don't have any and they don't have any knowledge it's not that they're not interested or they're just they don't have any knowledge. So um we're we're trying to make well, we're trying to tell them who we are and show them what we believe, and then hopefully they will be interested and want to talk more. And some have and some haven't.
1: Since it was formerly a Catholic country, they have very little to no biblical knowledge. In fact, evangelicals really started in Belgium about a hundred years ago
0: as actually during uh, the First World War,
2: but it's declining each year.
0: How do they view Americans? Uh, obviously, we were involved in in World War II and in liberating Belgium and 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 parts of Europe. Uh, is there a good attitude toward Americans, or is there suspicion? Or, or how would you phrase that? Among the older people,
1: they are, uh, as you said, they are very supportive. Of what the U.S. has done in the past, uh, a lot of the younger people really are—they're primarily influenced by what they, they hear on the, the news and the media, and so that's so. As far as their attitudes, they're they're kind of indifferent. They see America as is having some uh, some. Uh, they don't really understand a lot of the things that we do.
0: Do you have people who help you locally? Any local Christians, or do you have people from the U.S. who come over from time to time to to give you a hand?
1: We do have local Christians that we work alongside. A lot of them are uh, are they're very good brothers and sisters. Some of them have a very hunker down mentality, but some are very good. And we do have volunteers that come over the the one time a year when people seem to be most open is during the Ghent Festival. Was which is about a a two week holiday in the middle of the uh, the middle of the summer, and people in that time are generally more open to conversations, and that's when most Christians are are more involved in trying to talk to people.
0: And do you folks have plans for the festival, um, showing up and sharing? Yes, we do. We we uh,
1: we go out in the morning and we serve uh, coffee or hot chocolate, not from the the coffee uh, bite, but we serve coffee and hot chocolate along with other christians and it's basically just to have conversations with people and to and to to get to know them we also uh, have other things that we sometimes do occasionally during the Gimp festival as well but yes we do take opportunity to try to 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 meet people and we also there's one of the local churches that has a a free pancake and coffee or tea giveaway in the afternoon and so we work alongside them as well
0: how could people who are listening or reading this story that we're doing, how could they pray for you, and where could they find more information about what you do? Basically, I
1: would just uh, just pray for—the the Flemish people are wonderful people. Uh, I would just just pray that their hearts and their minds would be open to the gospel. That would be our, our biggest thing. Uh, when we share the gospel, even over a, a cup of coffee, then— that's that's all we can do what we do have to pray is that the holy spirit will work in their hearts and their minds that day later on that night the next day mm-hmm. and and that he will actually be able to bring them more to a to a knowledge of him as as pam said they're they're basically starting out at a at a negative they have no bible knowledge or very little and what they do have they may have heard of from Different sources, but they really don't have anything so the the main thing I would pray for is just for the openness of the hearts and the minds of the people the The biggest problem that the world has is lostness, and uh so that's that's our biggest prayer for them
2: and we, we just when we say lostness that they are less than point five percent evangelical, so it is a lost country, and so we just pray that um their hearts would be open to to what they hear, and that more nationals would be willing to share, that, um, that believing nationals, and also that um, more workers would come to the harvest as well.
0: All right. And is there a, a website or something they could people could go to to find out more about you?
2: We have an Instagram account that, that talks about the coffee feeds, um, but we actually do not have a website per se, no.
0: Okay, what is the Instagram uh, so people can take a look?
2: It is... Um, Gent Coffee Feets It's at Gent Coffee Feets.
1: You'll have to spell that for him. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> it's in Dutch.
2: K-O-F-F-I-E G-E-N-T K-O-F-F-I-E F-I-E-T-S
1: Gent Coffee Feats which means basically a Gent coffee bike.
0: <laughs> All right. I've had my cup of coffee next to me while we've been talking, so it, it's appropriate and so forth. And I, <laughs> That's I, good. That's I, good. I really appreciate you know uh, Pam, Don, you're sharing your hearts with us, and uh, our prayers for your your success and for uh, for God to guide you. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank
1: you, and 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 I really appreciate all that you do and all the the stations you're involved in. And I wish we had a Christian radio station over here; that would be good, <laughs> but we don't.
0: Well, give it time.
1: <laughs> Thank right. you very Sound much. Good. Thank you. Thank you.